Take three wrestling podcast for the last time in the year of our Lord and Savior 2023. We are here to discuss professional wrestling. We also may discuss the fact that Joe Flacco may have turned the Cleveland Browns into the 2000 Baltimore Ravens. Unreal. <laughs> um, me and Jim are here. Uh, Joe will be with us here momentarily, uh, taking care of some stuff at work. Um, currently up Thursday Night Football on. Uh, but we have a fun show in store for you guys tonight. Obviously, we will discuss the AEW World's End uh, pay-per-view this weekend. We will do a preview of that. Uh, we will also discuss and wrap up the year of 2023 in a fun way with Joe Lopez's uh, year-in-review kind of-esque topic. Um, we will discuss what we were going to discuss last week, which was Big Jim's uh, major signing for Impact Wrestling. Um, but before we get there, uh, the year-end awards, um, I'm going to send the, you guys the official categories. Um, do, we Ooh, want to do, right. do we want to do that next week, or do we want to push that for two weeks? i say we might probably should just do it next week. It will be the new show, first show of the of the new year, so we might as well put the, uh, put the bow on, on 2023. All right, then I'll send you guys the official... Uh, categories as well as the final wrestler of the month uh list because this is the final episode of december so we'll have to wrap that up uh, even though mathematically uh as announced uh, a couple shows ago the ring general gunther has locked up uh the wrestler of the year award uh as he is uncatchable because orange Cassidy, even if he gets a full 25 points will still finish 10 points shy of gunther uh, no matter if he scores this month. Um, and OC is the only one, um, I think, within... Yeah, because Roman Reigns is at 103. So we're in a spot now where uh, we have to look at it and we have to address um, the fact that 2023 has now, uh, it seems, in the books. I know technically tomorrow, Friday Night SmackDown. Um, is that a taped show as well, or is that show actually live do we know no i think that is um is that another year in review where it's like just clips the whole time or is it oh wait no i think tomorrow's i think that was just for christmas because they've been on the road doing house shows this week yeah, so show, they had a couple other house shows i'm just wondering if it was if tomorrow was a full-fledged tape or if it was a actual live show I think I think it's an actual live show. Um, let me see here. I'm gonna pull up and look at uh, Ticketmaster. We can see if it's uh, if it's a if it wants to load here for me. Um, I think it's uh, WWE SmackDown. SmackDown. Wow. Tomorrow is the 29th. I don't see it on. Uh... I don't see it on Cage Match. I see two holiday tour shops uh, in Toronto and in Las Vegas. So 
a Friday night smackdown. Um, oh, yeah, maybe it was taped because it's showing the next one looks to be January the 5th in Vancouver. So, yeah, maybe, they, maybe they did. Maybe they did tape it. There we go. That or they just do a uh, best of clip show. Maybe, maybe. Because I'm actually looking right now to see if I can see, you know, when the last SmackDown on Cage Match was. Because, you know, that's where I go to get all my fun results. As Joe Texas, you can start without me. Don't worry, bud. We did. Yeah. No, <laughs> no problem, bud. <laughs> we we, uh, we did. Don't worry. He'll make a fucking Irish exit as soon as we hang up. Uh, it was not taped, so it is a clip show. Okay. Nope. Maybe. Okay, so last week was AJ versus Solo that ended in a DQ, right? Uh, I think I didn't watch any wrestling last week. It was. We're good. There. They, it's another. It's another tape show. All right, there we go. There we go. Now we know. The more you know. Um, so, obviously, we'll discuss uh, we'll discuss more about the year at the end of the year. Uh, while we wait for Joe to get here, because I don't want him to miss out on the uh, AEW talk, because we had a spirited discussion about that in the group chat today that I would like to put on the, the show so people can hear what we were talking about there. Let's go with Jim's topic. Uh, where we'll discuss uh, Impact Wrestling. Yeah, so this, um, like I said, I was supposed to get to it last week. We ran out of time, and, and that is fine. Uh, but TNA Wrestling, uh, which, you know, Impact is rebranding as TNA. It's still weird to say TNA in the year. I know, man. It's back. It's weird. But uh, Impact Wrestling Impact Wrestling rebranded itself in January, returning to its roots and once again going by TNA to move the promotions president Scott Diamore as heralded as game changing and since it was announced Impact slash TNA has been re-signing top stars locking up free agents and making moves like revamping their streaming service uh, like I said it'll be I think we uh, touched on that it's gonna be part of Endeavor which is uh kind of under the WWE umbrella, so kind of exciting stuff there. Um, with some of these moves, that involve bringing back names like Kazuchika Okada and Will Ospreay for January shows in Las Vegas. That will be the first under the TNA banner since 2017, um, but it sounds like there will be another wrestler introduced that weekend. Diamore uh, told Busted Open Radio on December the 18th that they're close to inking a deal uh, that he compared to the company's signings of Kurt Angle and Christian Cage back in the uh, early 2000s. He said, quote, we are right in, uh, right there at the goal line of fa finalizing one of the biggest signings in TNA. I think there's, uh, I think it's something that is going to shake things up on January 13th. If you've been saying, I'm looking for something different, we're giving you a lot. Something we have in store for you that night is going to blow your socks off. Um, so, I mean, certainly in, in, intriguing, um, you know, if, if nothing else, but Mike, when you, when you, when you hear the, the idea of, um, somebody on the level of Kurt Angle and Christian Cage and what, what they meant to TNA wrestling in, in the aughts, um, what, who, who, who comes to your mind? 
Brock Lesnar. If you're gonna do something major and endeavor is going to be part of it, part of the streaming service, which means you kind of have a little handshake nod agreement with Vince McMahon and, or sorry, not Vince McMahon, with Triple H and those guys over there. Does Brock Lesnar not make a lot of sense here? What other major name is there right now in the professional wrestling landscape that may be a free agent that's accessible? It's not Okada. It's not Hiroshi Tanahashi, the new president of New Japan Pro Wrestling. There's nobody involved in AEW that makes sense to be a major get because all the people that are in major storylines are still involved in said storylines right now. Fair. Dolph Ziggler, Dolph Ziggler doesn't check the major acquisition box of a Kurt Angle or a Christian Cage. To me, Mustafa Ali doesn't. You know, Braun Strowman, even though he's still technically part of WWE, I'm saying his name out loud. There aren't many names that when you say is going to be at the level of Kurt Angle and Christian Cage to come to Impact Wrestling. When I think about it, it's guys like Brock Lesnar. It's guys like, again, I'm just going to say names, Cody Rhodes. It's guys like, you know, the Hardy Boys when they're both healthy and actually around. It's not Matt Riddle. You know, is it Sasha Banks? Possibly. But is Sasha Banks Mercedes Monet? Is, 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 it, is, it, is it that? Is that shocking? I don't think it's shocking to me because they signed Trinity to a contract and made her the champion. You know, I, I'm I, thinking of names that potentially are accessible that move the needle at such a dramatic fashion. The only two that I think move it so, super, super, super far to me to put it on a level that Scott Demore is saying it is, it feels like it's got to be somebody like a Brock Lesnar. You know, it, up until about five years ago, I would have said a name like John Cena. But it just, I don't necessarily know that, and obviously I know that it, 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 I'm saying this, I don't think it's Brock Lesnar. Okay. I, I that, think, that was going to kind of be my question. Is like, I mean, that, that certainly is... A huge signing that is certainly a blow your socks off Correct. signing but do, do you believe that it's him no no I don't um, I don't necessarily really know who I can make myself believe that it is aside from one of the WWE guys that was released an Ali a Dolph Ziggler you know, Dolph Ziggler, former multi-time world champion. Same thing as Kurt Angle. Same thing as Christian Cage. Good in-ring wrestler. Will bring a lot to the in-ring perspective of Impact Wrestling. Will have great matches with Josh Alexander and Speedball Mike Bailey and Will Ospreay and Okada if, if, if he gets to share the ring with him. 
Like, all very well high, strong possibilities. Absolutely. But, like, I don't necessarily know who else there is to check that box. There's nobody that AEW has let go of or let their contract expire or, you know, whatever Tony Khan wants to put in quotations, you know, that moves the needle. Like, if CM Punk did not return at Survivor Series, that would have been the name to answer the question here. But with Punk returning, it ain't Phil. So who no. is it? No, and that's the thing. Because, so the, the intriguing part, the intriguing part about uh, TNA, and I'm, I'm going to keep wanting to call them Impact. I try so hard to not say Because, impact. like, for years when they turned to Impact, it was so hard to not call them TNA, and now we're doing right. the opposite. But for TNA, like... Being in under this um, umbrella, the WWE umbrella, working with Endeavor, like I don't think it's out of the question to eventually see a quote unquote forbidden door, where you know, uh, you know, AJ Styles returns to, you know, the Impact Zone. <laughs> like, I, I I don't I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility, but he is certainly not a new a signing for TNA CM Punk is not a signing for TNA like if if the rumors about Sasha Banks returning to WWE are true then it's certainly possible that she gets to go team up with her pal Naomi right in in TNA but I don't think she's going to be the signing and that that that's the really tricky part about this is like I, I don't I don't know who's out there. That's what I'm saying. That's on this level. Like, I mean <laughs> Bill Goldberg wants a retirement match. <laughs> but like, you know, that's not a blow your socks off moment either, because we have seen no, that guy a, That's an L O L T and A moment. Right. Like it, it, because now you're at a point where like <clears throat> it it has to be somebody big, right? Like if your Kurt Angle had the best work of his career in TNA wrestling, Christian Cage had at least at at worst the second best work of his career because what he's doing now, at least uh, promo wise, you know, from a promo perspective, he's at the top of his career. Um, But in ring, certainly he's not. You know, his ring work. In, in TNA was the peak of his career. So like you, you gotta you gotta think like if it's on that level, who's out there that's that's gonna have the best work of their career? I mean, this would have been the perfect Will Osprey moment, but oh, right balloons. there's your balloons. <laughs> but like you already announced Will Osprey, right? Osprey's already there. Okada yeah. would would have been a huge one if he was actually a full time signing. Maybe they're maybe they're gonna announce that. Maybe it's he's gonna lose at the Tokyo Dome at Wrestle Kingdom. Man, that feels lame he's, to me though. Because he's already on the show. Yeah, he's already on the show. Like, you know you what know, I mean? Like to me, it has to be somebody who's not already on the show. And that's why I say Matt Riddle doesn't move that needle for me. No, and he's already announced and I don't I don't think it's a long term deal, but he's already announced to work with MLW. So it's like it's not even like he's already out there in the world. 
Yeah, he's not even. They're not even the first company to get him. Right. Um. You know, w- when you think about that, like, I don't necessarily know enough about current independent professional wrestling, um, to know that there's anyone that is on the Kurt Angle Christian Cage level. Um. You know, I don't necessarily know that there's. And it's almost why I feel like setting yourself up to tell yourself, hey, it's going to be this person or this person is kind of counteractive because when they come out and they say it's like it's Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, that's that's not a that's not a I mean, don't get me wrong. I think that guy has a couple of good years left in him, but that's not a Kurt Angle Christian Cage signing. That's what I'm saying. I think I think he'd be great. I think he'll have great matches against Josh Alexander. I think he'll have great matches against um, Kazushko Okada, Kenny Omega, Speed or not Kenny Omega, uh, Will Ospreay, Speedball Mike Bailey, Alex Shelley, Chris Sabin. I think he could have great matches against guys like that. He I mean, here's 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 what's cool about it. Um, according to Fightful Select, this just came out a couple of days ago. Uh, no one backstage. Um, in, in TNA has any knowledge of who the signing is. Um, the promotion has reportedly allotted a huge budget for the signing. Um, the That's why I feel like if you're if you're saying you're allotting a huge amount of money to the signing. Um, so here's the thing. This this is this is direct from the Fightful Select article. Uh, for those asking, no one behind the scenes TNA wrestling appears to have any knowledge regarding who the big signing they are teasing is going to be. It's been dubbed as the biggest signing in company history, uh, which includes Sting, Mick Foley, Hulk Hogan, Kurt Angle, and others. Um, however, that report was apparently untrue, uh, as it is being hyped. All it is being hyped as is another quote big signing, not the biggest in company history. Congratulations to the twenty twenty three Cleveland Browns on going to the playoffs. Look at that, man! That's wild. Second time in 21 years. It's going to be a party in Cleveland tonight, boys and girls. Stay safe. Um, as as Joe has entered the building. Um, if you're telling me that you've allotted that much money and, and that it's not the biggest signing in, in company history, then I don't think Brock Lesnar makes sense. Right. But a Mercedes Monet, sure. Is is she long term staying in Impact Wrestling, or is this a we signed her? She's gonna be here for a couple weeks, and then she's gonna go debut again at the Royal Rumble. And it was cool while we had her. I, I mean, an off the wall beaten path thing, and and you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this, and it's gonna be hilarious that I'm gonna say this out loud. What if it's not a professional wrestler? What if it's a character that's going to become? Oh, and we lost Joe. Bye, Joe. What if it's going to become a character that is going to become a professional wrestler? Joe's back. Oh, hi, Joe. What if it's the Endeavor brand using one Conor McGregor? Mm. He's got the ability character-wise to be as big as Kurt Angle and Christian Cage. It'll be a very important signing. Like, I don't think it's the, and I don't think he would be the biggest signing in 
Impact Wrestling history or TNA history, but I think that's a very fascinating name to throw around with the Endeavor. Oh, are we are we doing the TNA topic? We yeah, are. Yeah, we started because we didn't want you to miss. Uh... Yeah, no, that's fine. Is is uh, is there a is there a female wrestler this could be besides Mercedes? Julia, no. that girl Julia that everyone loves that supposedly signed with WWE. That's oh shit! Yeah, I kind of forgot about her. Wait, so you guys already said that it's Dolph Ziggler, right? Because it's Dolph Ziggler. Well, we said <laughs> so. What we said was, and, and I, he started with me, and the conversation was, who was going to be that major name that they could bring in that would move the needle? Not who do I think it was going to be? And I said, <laughs> if you're going to be that guy, exactly. It was Brock Lesnar. Isn't Brock under contract with WWE? He he might be. I don't think anybody actually knows. That's what I'm saying. Is he the contract I mean, status of Brock Lesnar? Wait, wait. You know what I realized while I was putting my name thing on here? <laughs> that you're still dying from fucking pneumonia? No, no, that's weed. Um. All right. It's really weird that during the 80s and 90s when WWE was all like the um, with the gimmicks where everyone had a job, there was never like an airline pilot. Like evil airline pilot so would have been, or, or I guess good guy airline pilot because like you don't want a bad guy flying your plane. Like, that would have been so perfect. Oh my God, Mike, don't say what you're thinking right now. What? Now coming to the ring, pilot Sumting Wong. Oh my God. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> For the last time in 2023, I got Jim to turn off his camp. Well, no. So there could have been there could have been two. There could have been a pilot and a co-pilot, and they could have been the Pan Am Express. Reminder: the views expressed <laughs> by Joe Lopez and Mike Bernier do not reflect. The collective take three wrestling. Yeah. Oh, cu- coming to the ring, it's pilot Sumting Wong and Captain Wee Too Low. Oh my god. So the okay, so realistically, the realistically, this is our last show. The only, the only person who who's an actual big name that's not Dolph Ziggler, who's apparently available, who I would say they could bring in. But they probably can't because the last time they brought him in, he was literally fucking Kato to the Green Hornet. Would be Okada. Yeah, and I said to I said to Mike, man, like to me, I it would be a huge signing for them. But within the wrestling world, and he but he's be. already on this show. He's already on these these January shows that are going to be in Vegas. Like it feel oh, to me that would just feel like kind of lame to be like. Hey, you know this guy that's already here? Yeah, well, we signed him. I mean, isn't that what Tony Khan did with Will Ospreay? Do you really want to start off your new <laughs> relaunch of TNA Wrestling being as fucking lame as Tony Khan? Pass. You want to talk? You want to talk bold strategies? That's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see, yeah, let's see if it works out for him, right? Like WWTKD. <laughs> Jesus. Which I know you're thinking, what would Tony Khan do? But that could also stand for, well, well, take this dick. (laughs) 
You're welcome. Touch it in the back. That's <laughs> <laughs> too good. Good lord. God, if this isn't the final show of 2022, <laughs> it is. I mean, it is definitely the final show of 2023. <laughs> we, 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 unless you and Joe do something by yourselves this weekend. Nope. Nope, pass. I had to work all weekend. Uh, I, uh, th- this this will at the very least be my final take three ever yeah. in twenty twenty three. That right. I know for sure. Um, I'll also I will also say, um, Okada would have made sense if he wasn't announced on the show. Um, but to be on the level of Kurt Angle and Christian Cage, which has been put out in the world um Dolph Ziggler does not fit that role we've said that he's you a know. former world champion okay straight face Joe is... I don't have a straight face I don't have a straight anything Man, he's, he's, he's got a good that. point okay. using alright Joe gay face yeah, yeah. gay face Kurt Angle coming into Impact Wrestling does Dolph Ziggler, Nick Nemeth, move the needle as much as Kurt Angle did to TNA in 2023? No, but the only... Then you'd have to be talking about someone who was actively with WWE in a major role six months ago or less. Because that was the situation when Kurt Angle jumped over. It was also the situation when Christian jumped over. Like, there's nobody who's been that actively on WWE TV that's not there anymore in the last six months that I would say is that level of a star. Brock Lesnar. I'm not convinced that he's not still signed with WWE. Okay, but what I'm saying is is we don't know because we don't know his contract status. We do know that he's worked for Endeavor before because he worked for the UFC. We do know that he has a good relationship with Ari and Dana White and all of them. So what happens if he goes and works for TNA for three months? I don't think TNA could afford him. Jim, do you want to read the Fightful Select post that Joe wasn't here for? Yeah, uh, let me see if I can find it. But, I mean, basically it it says that, like, they've allotted a a gigantic budget for this, that it is... is um, huge. That you know that that it's a big signing. Like that the the reports of it being like bigger than like Sting or Hogan or um, you know the, some of the biggest names. Apparently, that 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 report looks like it's false. But like they, they it's going to be a, a lot of money. Like they have allotted a big budget to this, and like T like TNA Impact. Like to their credit, like they are a company that 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 has has money which can be can be as surprising because you know they are still kind of that little engine that could but like did, um i'm sorry did you guys discuss the name that i think would make mike the angriest but kind of fits this bill ronda rousey yep i i thought when 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 i first read this report that that was a name that came to my mind as well um I mean, she didn't sign with T- with AEW or no. Honor. She obviously has some interest in still being in wrestling. 
uh, that was a that was a one off thank you to Russell Revolver. Yeah, and and but like for me, like yeah, I mean, it, I I think it's a big signing, especially given that like they have you know a a a, a women's division that like from a talent perspective is is comparable to WWE's. Like they have a really good women's division. They always have, and. Like, I just realized who it's gonna be. But like with Rhonda, and we'll get hold hold that yeah, thought. Ahead, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But like with Rhonda, like if she wants to be good, I think she could be really good in in the in the TNA women's or knockout knockouts division. I don't think AEW would have been good for Ronda Rousey at all because th- those women, uh, most of them, a lot of them, I don't think can can lead or carry a match, which I think Ronda needs to be. Ronda needs to be in there with, you know, a Becky, a Charlotte, a Bailey, a Natty, somebody that can can carry the match. Like I don't think you can throw like Ronda in there with a Raquel Rodriguez because like I don't think Raquel can get there. I think she has tons of potential, but I don't think she's there yet. Ronda, Ronda. I don't so like there's there's tons of talent Jordan Grace and if Deanna Perrazzo resigns and Naomi and there's there's tons of talent in in TNA that Ronda could be great with, um, but I just I, I wonder if the blooms off that rose a bit where, where like she wasn't good in her second WWE run the the one off match in in Ring of Honor wasn't good like as as a fan. If Ronda Rousey was that name, would you tune in? Here's the thing: um, the 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 pay per view is January 13th. Um, I don't believe I have anything that day. Like I'm planning on tuning in now. If it, it turns out to be Ronda Rousey, um, I will probably check out like the first TNA TV show after the pay per view. You know, it, going by the date, I can tell you two people we could rule out. That's EC3 and Matt Cardona because they're at the NWA show that night. <laughs> and if it was January 6th, we could count out Chris Jericho. <laughs> I'm gonna, oh, wow. I'm going to tell you who it I'm, is. By the way, his his wife, his wife apparently um, uh, opened her Twitter page to the public today, and it's exactly what you think it would be. Oh, God. It's just full-on fucking conspiracy bullshit like just it's as it's as filthy as you would expect anyway sorry you know you know who it is i don't know if you guys have said it already but i feel like it's now pretty obvious given the amount of money they're willing to spend given the company that they are (laughs) it's goldberg oh fuck me man damn it dude you want to talk about a fart in church i'm buddy (laughs) I, if it's, it's Goldberg, if it's Bill Oldberg, I'm gonna send Scott Demore a request for a refund for a pay per view that I'm not even gonna buy. Because <laughs> like he recently was talking about how shitty his last run was, and he was like, "Oh, like today." Like WWE tweeted out "Happy Birthday, Bill Goldberg" yesterday, and he's like, "Fuck Vince McMahon." <laughs> yeah, it's fucking Goldberg. Oh my god, I, I, dude, if it's Goldberg. If it's Goldberg, I'll never watch TNA again. That's what I'm saying. That'll make me not want to watch TNA ever again. That would be that would be a terrible idea. Plus, also, let's be real. 
as most companies have proven, even though we are now 20 years removed from the Attitude Era, when they're trying to get a quote-unquote mainstream wrestling audience to tune into their shows, they still just fucking dust off Attitude Era guys. This is why the Saudis keep requesting fucking Chris Benoit for their shows. Yeah. Not wrong. Yeah. (laughs) That's why they keep requesting the Ultimate Warrior and Yakazuma. Like, hold on, hold on. It's fascinating that you bring up the Ultimate Warrior. Hold on. What do we got there? Dun, 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 dun. Yo, look at that. That's fucking gnarly, bro. I didn't know they did Hall of Fame. uh, it has it has like a mini hall, a hall of fame plaque in it. Yeah, that's fucking badass. I didn't know does they did those. With, does it come with mi- with mini like hate? Mini mi- mini racism and bigotry. Does it come? Yes, with- it's just a, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the word for when people don't like gay people. <laughs> maybe maybe it's in the other uh, the other uh, brand exclusive. Wait, why am I blanking? What the hell is that word? Homophobia. That's the one. Well, well, Joe, you it. couldn't think of it because you are not homophobic, Joe. <laughs> oh, no, I'm quite the opposite. I love the gays. There you go. You love the gays. Sometimes multiple okay. times a day. Oh, <laughs> You set yourself up for that one, Jim. Yep. Yeah, I sure <laughs> yeah. did. I can't even be mad at it. <laughs> I can't even be mad at it. Good so, for- supposedly, now, now that we've... Good for you for getting multiple times a day, Joe. The hall, the hall of fame, the hall of fame series. I think they're actually going to start doing more of. Yeah, it's cool. Um, Warrior is the first one, so you had to had to. Start. Um, but yeah, dude, man, it's Goldberg. God, that not. would suck so much. Like, here's here's the here's the thing, because it's somewhere in in his old man ranting, Goldberg was like, "I hate Vince McMahon. He didn't give me a retirement match." Which I mean, I guess he kind of did if you, he doesn't want you back, Bill. But, um, but like along the lines, and I guess like he was also being interviewed about like staying in Sting's last match, and like he he had dropped like a a line about how like he said he would love to be part of the the pay per view, but it sounds like Tony Khan's not even biting on Bill Goldberg. If you want to know. How the how, how the wrestling world feels about Bill Goldberg at the end of 2023? Tony Khan's like, man, I don't think I want to do this, and I feel like that's all you need to know. <laughs> yeah, if Tony Khan's like, uh, nah, Bill fam, like, nah, fam, I'm out. <laughs> like, uh, we we, we kind of know here. I mean, yeah, that 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 should tell you that the wrestling world just we don't need you, Bill. We don't need you. I mean, or. I'm just gonna put this out there. Tony Khan hates Jewish people. I mean, I guess it's possible. It's Kenny Omega, not Kenny Omegawitz. <laughs> like Joe, Joe's like launching the fucking nuke on this <laughs> show. Like Joe's like, we're done. Joe's like, I don't want to podcast anymore. <laughs> it, after after 2023 ends, Joe's just like, I, I, I mean. If anything, Jim, after Joe makes his exit tonight, I'll let you know about the conversation me and him had today about potentially starting a blood feud. More on that oh, off air. Boy, but okay. <laughs> Joe is coming in real hot right now. Oh my God. Uh, for the record, before we 
there, there's supposed to be four more of the uh, Hall of Fame collection. Five total, all GameStop exclusives. Okay. Nice. So, any of the Funko heads that, that, that listen to the show. Um, the, the, where, I, where I wrap my thought process in this situation, and like I said, there isn't a name that has left AEW that's big enough. Sean Spears leaving today, him showing up on the 13th doesn't move the needle for me. You know, an old TNA wrestler, you know, Frankie Kazarian's already there. Christopher Daniels showing up isn't moving the needle to, to mainstream wrestling fans. Um, Matt Riddle isn't. Mustafa Ali isn't, even though he's definitely off of the wellness policy. Um, what if he comes in as little Petey Pump? You, you, you dumbed me silence. <laughs> By the way, you, you mentioned Sean Spears. Um, congratulations, Sean Spears. Um, confirmed two-time sex haver with, uh, with, with, um, Cassie. Yes. As, as they are now having a second uh, a second child, so congratulations to him for having for doing that twice, twice with, with her. So not once, twice. Confirmed, confirmed. It could have been more, but we know for fact twice. Confirmed twice, twice. Um, so good, good for him. Good for him. Um, yeah, I'm curious to see as as we head towards January 13th. I mean, we're we're a couple weeks away but from finding out we're also a couple weeks away from when this news first broke and there's there's nothing new on it so kudos to tna wrestling and scott diamore for 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 keeping a a, a keeping it tight-lipped um in uh in in 2023 and, and as we move towards 2024 what if, what if this is <clears throat> and completely just throwing a dart at the wall gonna see if it sticks Where's where's this this show at? Is it in Vegas? Vegas, yeah. Two names. First one, what if it's what if it's somebody from Japan that isn't Kazushka Okada? I mean, it's not Will Ospreay. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly possible. What if it's Tetsuya Naito? I mean, I guess it could be. A lot of New Japan's contracts run through Wrestle Kingdom. Which is when? The fourth and fifth. Correct. We'll probably preview that, uh, or we'll recap night one probably next week because it'll already have happened. Um, maybe I'll do a maybe I'll do a quick preview show with you, Joe, if you're free one day next week and get that up. Um, I know Jim's schedule probably won't accommodate that, so especially with and and I mean it's it's not. You know, it, it's not uh, not really my bag either. So, correct, correct. So yeah, I'm I am not offended if you guys uh, take that upon yourselves. Yeah. Um. So with that being said, that that Naito, a you know David Finley, is already in Impact, correct? I believe so. I have so. no idea. I, I know, so. I know, like Chris Bay and Ace Austin and all that. And, but that, I feel like if my my only problem with that is I feel like none of those names arguably move any kind of needle in the U.S. 
to just like a mainstream U.S. audience. I think Naito moves the needle enough in the professional wrestling landscape that wrestling fans will seek out TNA. Like, cause that's, the, that's the thing is like is is TNA are they signing guys to try to like compete with WWE because they already know that doesn't work but but you can grasp number two in the wrestling market if you do it right correct so are you, are you that that's why I mentioned Conor McGregor wait okay but number two being AEW what are the numbers TNA versus AEW right now like is TNA even pulling two hundred thousand fans a week? Uh, that I'm not sure. Uh, I can try and because then you're talking about a talent that is strong enough to pull an extra like six hundred thousand fans. Uh, and unless your name is like Cody Rhodes, I don't know that that fa- that person exists. Yeah, that I don't. Uh... Uh, let's see. Uh, like, yeah, maybe Brock Lesnar pulls those kind of numbers. Sadly, I think even Goldberg gets, like, a curiosity pop at that level. Yeah, and, and I think it I think it also has to do with the, the network that they're on is access is just not in a ton of – not right. in a ton of homes. But, like, um, yeah, like, the, the the first one that I found was so back in uh, September. They, they had pulled, uh, like, 200,000 for an episode. November 11th, 2023. 97,000 views with a 0.02 rating in the 18 to 49 demographic. Okay. So, I mean, I don't think there's any name that exists that's getting them anywhere near number two. Well, I think that's very opinionated because I think there are a lot of people that don't really love what Tony Khan's doing, but watch it because they love the guys that are wrestling for him. I, I agree with that, but I'm like... I don't think there's any one wrestler that has 600,000 fans no. that are going to suddenly tune into a show. No, but there's one professional athlete that does. Who? Connor McGregor. I, I think McGregor would be a big swing for them. The guy's got like 35 million Instagram followers. If their streaming platform is going to be worked with Endeavor and worked through the situation with them, Conor McGregor makes a shit ton of sense because the UFC is probably looking for something to do with him because inevitably your hope is to be able to have him fight on the UFC 300 card, which will take place at the the probably the middle part of 2023. So why not have him on a television show, wrestle a couple matches, and promote the fuck out of UFC 300 while he's in training camp and then after UFC 300, he can go back to being a professional wrestler and be just fine. It's the but, same thing as looking up and saying Jake Paul could do it. But if 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 they were going to go that route, why wouldn't they just throw him at WWE, put him in like NXT or something? It's the same company. Because yeah. you can't get television time on there. The, if Conor McGregor came in, they're giving him television time. I I don't think that like, I don't think that the, the WWE doesn't need Conor McGregor. Do you trust the kids down in NXT that are still developing as wrestlers to take care of Conor McGregor 
or do you trust Alex Shelley and Chris Saban? I, I don't know. Just business-wise, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, why would you give away something that you know is going to bring in business? Because you let him get better in TNA for six months to a year, and when he finally has his last fight at UFC 300, he retires. You give him another three or four months in impact, and he's on your WrestleMania 41 card in the year. And you've just signed a deal with TNA Wrestling for their streaming wait, service. Wait, they did? Yeah. Yeah. The, the, I, I've only said Endeavor and TNA. Or yeah, TNA's, TNA's streaming service is powered by Endeavor. Like it's, That's it, weird. It's smart business. Or is it that's the reason why they have a big budget to spend money on insert right. name here? Is that why Brock Lesnar makes sense? Because even if he's signed to a WWE contract, if they say, hey, we'll eat some of that money of that contract that you're signing Brock Lesnar for. Wait, okay, can I just throw something out there now? Just in the... It, is TNA basically existing now? Like, is WWE under the table funding TNA? It's ECW... Yeah. Possibly. I mean, because at this point, in all like in all the years and stuff, like it certainly doesn't hurt WWE to live in a world where TNA wrestling exists. They've gotten a lot of fruits out of that tree, quite frankly, and yeah. it gives them control the way yeah the way they had control over ECW when that existed. That's interesting. And that does change the whole thing. That does make it more believable that it could be literally anybody at that point. I mean, I Except think maybe less likely Goldberg. That I think the three names that I've that I've set myself into that if it's one of the three of them, I won't be like LOL TNA is Mercedes, Brock, McGregor. Because you're telling me that they're on the level of a Kurt Angle, Christian Cage. When Kurt Angle came over, you're like, he was part of the hottest thing that was happening six months ago. You're right. And what was happening six months ago? Cody and Brock main evented a show in Puerto Rico. They proceeded to have an absolute banger of a match to open up SummerSlam four months ago. Like, if there's anything that that's available that was on WWE television less than six months ago. Brock Lesnar's that guy. You know, Mercedes makes sense because she was a hot act. She left. She wrestled in New Japan and then got hurt. And McGregor brings in 35 million Instagram followers. Same as if you were deciding to bring in Jake Paul. Let's add Bad Bunny to that list. Sure. Yeah. I mean, if you want to add Pat McAfee to that list because he wants to wrestle more, I mean, he'll bring people. He's got an entire fucking radio show that gets millions of listeners a day. I mean, it's it's all it's all in play. That's why I'm saying nothing that you're telling me is off of the table at this point. And the fact that TNA and Jim said it. The fact that they have not let any of this leak out, kudos to all of the people in management there. Because now we have a 47-minute discussion on oh, who it going to be, and we're still two weeks from the show. Yeah. When was the last time we talked about TNA, period? Been a long time. Uh, been a while. I, I think Josh Alexander 
getting hurt and having to relinquish the Impact Wrestling World Title at the time. Yeah, may have been the last time we had a real conversation about him. Yeah, yeah I'm. I, I'm interested. Um, I will probably have to work that day, so I might catch the back end of the of the of, of the of the show. Which I mean, if they're smart, it's probably going to be an end of the pay per view. That person should come out and. If it's a male, walk right in the middle of the ring and be like, okay, whoever the world champion is, Alex Shelley, whoever, walk out and be like, I'm next. Let's go. And that's how you end the show. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, what? It's hard, hard to kill, right? The. Yes. Yeah. So if, if, if Alex Shelley versus Moose is your main event, which it probably will be. Brock Lesnar coming out and going face to face with Moose. Fucking kicking his, f- kicking his face off to end the show. Sure, if Trinity versus Jordan Grace knockout world championship is your is your closing match. Trinity's Trinity wins and then out comes Mercedes and she thinks she's there to celebrate with her and she fucking hits her with the her on her ass. bank statement or whatever. Wait, Trinity is Naomi, right? Yes. Correct. Yeah. So not the Trinity that wrestled in TNA back in like two thousand two. No. Correct. Wow, Naomi being there does make Sasha an actual like possibility for sure. It puts it in play. It at least that puts would be in wild. And here's the thing, yeah, but see again, the fact that it's a, it's an actual signing, like I feel like I feel like it's more likely that Sasha returns to WWE and then teams with Naomi at you know TNA WWE Forbidden Door. Or she she gets loaned out to them for Slammiversary. Right. Something like that. Like, yeah, hey, hey, I, I need an old they friend. They didn't say how long of a contract it is. This could be a six month contract. It could be. But I feel like if you're gonna sign if you're gonna sign if Sasha Banks doesn't return at the Rumble, she returns at Raw after Mania or maybe I guess you could do SummerSlam. So again, SummerSlam is becoming that that big event so biggest show of the year yeah interesting um yeah we're certainly gonna see here uh in in a uh in a couple of weeks so all right it's actually it's actually brilliant if you think about it too and i'm sorry right after this but like if you're wwe if you are somehow connected to tna if you have this level of power you want to bring Sasha back, but you don't want to just give her the same like CM Punk treatment where she just shows up and it's like, oh, look, another player on the board. But you want her to be familiar to, to U.S. audiences considering she hasn't been on TV in like two years over here, really. You send her to TNA for six months and then you have her show up at the end of Money in the Bank or at, or at the SummerSlam and it means more because like everyone's like, oh shit, she was just on TNA last week. Yeah. Correct. And I think it opens up the door for potential guys like your Josh Alexanders and guys like that to potentially come over to WWE at points. So interesting to see where it goes from there. We'll obviously discuss it more um, over the next coming weeks and and post uh, what happens uh, there. But let's get to World's End. Because on Saturday night, the world does end 
for All Elite Wrestling in the world of, in, in the year of 2023. Uh, live from the Nassau Valley Memorial Coliseum in Uniondale, New York. I'm not going to say it's uh, beautiful because I've never been to... I've been there. Well, wait, have they rebuilt it recently? I believe so. If they re- if they rebuilt it recently, then I haven't been there. But I definitely went to the Nassau Coliseum in like 2013 to see. Yeah, it, it's it's show. it's the same arena, but they've like updated it. They've renovated okay. out of it. It's not bad. It's a pain in the ass to get to if you don't drive. That tracks. <laughs> All right, eleven matches announced so far. Um, Wait, really? Yes. Holy shit! I feel like a week ago there were three. There well, was. You, you didn't watch Wednesday night, obviously. No, I did not. All right. Um, the first match, uh, we we don't really we can't even really talk about it because all it says is participants to be announced. Uh, it's a 20-man battle royal for a future TNT championship match. Luchasaurus. Uh, Who? Luchasaurus. That's not his name, sir. Who? Kill Shot. Nope, that's that's Swerve in, in Lucha Underground. Oh, uh, what the fuck's his name? Kill something. Switch, I think. Yeah, Kill, kill Switch. Switch. Oh, like Christian's finisher. Correct. <laughs> um, You know what? Give me cool Kyle. Oh, okay. I like that. I like Where's that. Where's the sounder? You mother. God. Is he back? Like on TV? Re- Reported. There it is. Reportedly, he's been backstage recently and is ready for a return. He's one of the devil's henchmen. Of course he is. Yeah. Go. He's going to make his return. He's going to be unmasking as part of the new Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. Would you be mad though if the other one was Bobby Fish? Yeah. We'll, we'll get there. Let's 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 run down the matches and then we'll 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 get to Devil Talk. Um my my prediction here is somebody else that's gonna return to win a TNT title match. Uh spoiler alert, it's because I think Edge is gonna win the title. He's gonna have to go up against the heel, and you want this person to get rub of a major veteran who he could have. But he decided to stare at a camera and say that it's real glass, bitch. Uh, give me generic Jack Perry to win the battle royal. Boring. I mean, I said or, generic. I mean, it makes sense. Or, it makes sense, but good Christ. Oh, I don't or, want. But it's Gangrel. <laughs> I love Gangrel more than generic Jack. So would I. I would love every part of Gangrel winning that fucking battle royal. But generic what Jack. If- what if Jack Perry comes out and his new gimmick is he's a vampire, but like one of the sexy ones from Interview with a Vampire? What if he comes out with a new gimmick where he just walks around with panes of glass and tries to sell it to you like it's safe light? What if he plays his dad from 90210 and all of his promos are just him doing lines from 90210? It feels offensive, right? All of right. those. Would be like, better options <laughs> coming out to that stupid ass fucking sympathy sympathy music and being fucking generic Jack Bear. Like no matter what, like like the interviewer Renee, whatever fuck her name is, can be like, that, Jack, what happened in your match last night? And he's like, I love you, Brenda. 
That's so fucked up. All right, maybe I want him to be generic Jack more than fucking Luke Perry's son. So bad. God damn it. Oh my god. Um, Ridiculous. Right. Yeah. Match number two. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you. I have no fucking clue what the rules are to this match. But in an FTW rules match for the FTW Who gives World a game, shit? Th thanks, Matt. Uh, it is the champion uh, Joe's 2023 Sexiest Wrestler of the Year, Hook. Hell yeah. Taking on Wheeler Uter. Give me... Give me 10 minutes of Hook fucking yeeting Wheeler nope. Uter on his head. Nope. 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 I, nope. I, I thought he was just going to stop. Was, I thought. There was too long of a pause. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Mike heard what I heard. Mike Mike heard what I heard. Okay. Mike heard what I heard. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, he sure did. Um, yep. Um, <laughs> why the fuck is this match on a pay-per-view? <laughs> Uh, Hook. Hook's gonna win. Why are we doing this? This is hometown too. He's from Long Island. Like, why? Why are we doing this? Uh, Hook, and we're just gonna move on because fuck it. That's why. Uh, in the first of two eight-man tag matches on the night, uh, it was announced earlier tonight, uh, today that the the gentleman who were eliminated from pool play of the Continental Trans Transcontinental Classic. Uh, the Blackpool Combat Clubs, Claudio Castagnoli and Brian Danielson, will team with Mark Briscoe and Daniel Garcia to take on Brody King, Jay White, Jay Lethal, and Roosh in the Who Gives a Fuck Invitational. Who yeah, gives a shit? Stupid. Like, why? Why is this on a pay-per-view? Okay, so, I will say this, in Tony's defense, most of the time at the end of the G1, there is a night where you lead into the semis and the finals, they happen on the same night, where you'll have guys who were eliminated team up with other guys who were in the tournament to take on okay. two guys that were eliminated. I get it. Yes, yes, it's, it's, it's New Japan booking. Correct. But, but it doesn't work here, it's dumb. Do it on do it on collision. I mean to be It's a fair, collision main event. Okay, but to be fair though, and this is gonna be the one time that I defend Tony Khan probably ever in my life. So let's let's backtrack this, let's post date this, let's put a timestamp <laughs> on it. Fifty nine minutes on December twenty December thirtieth, twenty twenty three. Um if you don't put this match on the show, I would rather have this match on the show than the other eight-man tag match. Because this match includes yeah, I'll agree with that. members that have been the mainstay of what you've done on television since October. I would rather these eight guys be on there than Ricky Starks, Big Bill, Take a Shitta, and Hobbs against... Jericho, Guevara, Sting, and Darby Allen. I mean, I'm not going to disagree with you. That's that's what I'm saying. I'm going to defend Tony in this regard that these guys that are wrestling in the first eight-man tag match that we're talking about right now 
they've been your main act on television that is not MJF versus the devil. Like, yeah, I, like, I don't disagree with you with that logic, but maybe this show just doesn't need 11 matches and this is an easy one to cut off. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. We'll get to the Wheeler Yuta versus Hook, uh, Miro versus Andrade, uh, Julia Hart versus Abaddon, um, you know, Swerve Strickland versus Keith Lee. Feels like we just got to get Swerve on the show. I mean, Swerve was part of that tournament. He's not wrestling in that eight-man tag match. Why is it not a ten-man tag? <laughs> I mean... Okay, 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 let's go with this. I would be less angry at this match if, number one, it were a ten-man tag, so you have all of the participants that lost, and number two, there were some kind of stakes. Like... Whoever gets the pin gets the first shot at the Triple Crown or something yeah. like that. Like, give me a reason to care. Because right now it really is just the consolation round in your fantasy football league. Like, give me a reason to care. Yeah. And that and that's that's the problem with AEW booking as a whole. It's like the thing we were talking about today in the group text where I was like, Tony Khan isn't doesn't write stories. Tony Khan books matches. Like, that's such a simple thing to create story to make you care about this match. And it's not there because all he was, was looking at hey, hey, I need a match. Not disagreeing with you. Uh, I'm taking the faces. I'm taking Claudio Danielson, Briscoe and Garcia. Same. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, for the AEW TBS title and a match that I feel could have been the main event of an episode of Dynamite Collision or even Rampage, uh, Julia Hart defends the TBS title against Abaddon. Jim, Julia Hart. Look, I, I get they're they're trying to salvage something here with Abaddon, but it, it ain't gonna be a title win. That's for sure right now. Joseph. Yeah, if I'm trying to decide if I'm ordering this pay-per-view, and I'm not planning to because I'll be at work, but if, if I were trying to decide and I was going down the list and I was creating pros and cons, Abaddon's a very large con. I don't know why I would want to watch her wrestle, period, let alone have to pay some fraction of an amount of money towards her wrestling. So, uh, Julia Hart, but, like, can this match just, be really, really fast. I mean, that's possible. I'm taking Julia Hart to retain. Uh, in the other women's match on the show for the AEW Women's Championship, it is the champion, Timeless Tony Storm, taking on uh, former co-host of the show, Ernest E.J. Christian's favorite women's wrestler of all time. She's still a Riho. Joe? Uh, Tony Storm, come on, Jamothi. Yeah, I mean, there's 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 no chance here, right? Like, which which probably makes it the dumbest thing in the entire world that Riho's about to become the women's <laughs> champion again and carry say, and carry a title that's bigger than she is. We said there was no shot that Hukara Shida was going to win on Dynamite episode whatever, and she somehow walked out with the fucking title that night. Oh, no, so. you ain't wrong. 
I'm I'm out on the never say never portion of Tony Khan presents wrestling. Does Tony Khan just like shuffle his Asian female wrestlers around like like whenever Sheeta's around we don't have Rio and then whenever Rio's around we don't have Sheeta? I mean there's there's yes. a real chance that some of them probably have to go back overseas to get their visas. I guess that's true. I mean it's a good point. I, I mean like it's every the... like I just feel like once every year Riho suddenly shows up and matters for like seven weeks. So does this mean that she won't show up at all in 2024? <laughs> well, she'll win the title and for three weeks be around. I'm asking for a friend, just so Ernest doesn't have to watch any uh, AEW if she's gone. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure she might be around for at least the first three weeks. All right, cool. Uh, the other eight-man tag match that nobody gives a fuck about, Ricky Starks, Big Bill... The Don Callis family of I've Got a Poop and Powerhouse Hobbs taking on Lay Sex Gods of Chris Jericho oh. and Sting so, and Darby all in. Instead of giving you my pick for who wins this match, can I explain to you the two reasons why this match makes me angry? Because it's a waste of Sting's second to last pay-per-view match of his career and the fact that Don Callis is back on your television? Okay, so now there's four reasons. Because those are two very good reasons. Those are two very good um, reasons. My two reasons are, number one, because I was legitimately very excited for the tag title match. And I get it. Kenny Omega is injured. He's out. But you still could have had Jericho and somebody versus uh, Starks and Big Bill for the tag titles. Like, you could have savaged that in some capacity. Turning it into a very random eight-man tag is not salvaging that match. It's actually doing quite the opposite. I no longer am looking forward to any aspect of this match. Uh, number two, it's really fucking stupid that they had Guevara come back and then just instantly turn face and join Jericho again. Very fucking stupid. That's that's See, probably I, the dumbest part. Like if we're being most honest about it, I don't I, I don't necessarily see. See, this tells me that Sammy's going to be out, or it's not Sammy. Uh, Kenny's going to be out a very extended period of time. Oh, for sure, yeah. So, w- switching Sammy back now that he's back from having them having the child and all that stuff. He doesn't fit the Don Callis family anymore. Kyle Fletcher, w- a champion. Kaneshka w- is his guy. Powerhouse Hobbs is the muscle. So I will say, I feel like I'd be less angry at it if they did just make it a straight-up tag title match and it was Jericho and Guevara taking on the tag champions. Like, I, I think that would have worked for me more than this, again, random-ass eight-man tag. But, like, the whole thing just kind of sucks. I'm not going to lie to you. Personally, I would have preferred uh, Sting and Darby taking on Big Bill and uh, Ricky Starks for the tag titles and having a moment where Sting and Darby win the tag titles and having Lasex Gods just take on the Don Callis family to get that over with. Yeah, I'd be fine with that, too. Because you could have had a big moment with Sting winning winning a title in, in AEW, and maybe that's what they're setting up. And like on the first Dynamite next year, New Year's Sting and Darby win the tag belts. Like that's very possible. Maybe yeah. I'm just saying because I would love I would love that for for Darby and for and Sting. Sting. Yeah, you know, and they can lose it two weeks later to insert tag team here. FTR, uh, the House of Black I, I, doesn't matter to me. It doesn't have to be long, but it would be a nice tip of the cap 
to staying on his career. And it would be a nice tip of the cap to Darby Allen for, you know, all he's done with Sting over these last couple years. Yeah. Uh, singles match. Uh, I don't know if this has a stipulation or not. Uh, it is Swerve taking on uh, his former tag team partner in Baskin Robbins in their glory, Keith Lee. Yeah, this is dumb. Why I, they weren't feuding two days ago. Or they were, I guess, two days ago. But they weren't feuding like a week ago. Why is this on pay-per-view? Because we got to watch Swerve dance. And I'm not mad at that. But then they should have just put him into the fucking eight-man tag and made it a ten-man tag. They couldn't because the next match we're going to talk about, when Mira takes on Andrade in the who gives a shit what Lana's doing invitational. I don't understand why AEW feels the need to have 11 matches on their pay-per-view. Because they're charging $50? Like if, I guess that's the only justification. They're 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 trying to get you the most for your dollar, the most matches, the, the most bang for your buck. So, so yeah, I mean, to me, it's the only justification for it. Really glad they're not on the show. This this, but like show. my God, Tony, like I would I would love for you to put together a really really good meaningful seven match card. Exactly. Six to seven matches that actually fucking mean something, not. Oh, these guys were feuding eight months ago, but, you know, Swerve's a big deal now, so we got to get him on the pay-per-view. Well, like, yeah, we know he's been a big deal, but he's been in this Continental Classic thing, and he lost. So, like, just have him fucking jump Keith Lee in the back. Like, like WCW used to do this back in, like, 1992, where, like, you know, you'd, you'd watch one of their pay-per-views, and the main events mattered. But the early card was just like, well, here's two guys that happen to be on TV every once in a while. Yeah. I mean, the, the reality of the situation is if you took the Battle Royal, Hook and Uter, the finals of the Continental Classic, the eight-man tag of the Continental Classic, Storm versus Rio, Christian versus Edge, sorry, Adam, uh, MJF versus Samoa Joe, that's a seven-match card right there. And I'd be more than happy to pay for that. I can live with it. You want to know why? The Battle Royal doesn't need to be great, but it'd be great to put in between fucking Christian Cage and Adam Copeland in a no disqualification yeah. match and the finals of the Continental Classic. Yeah. Hooking Yuta, hooking Yuta after a match leading into Maxwell Jacob Freeman taking on Samojo for the world title is a perfect fucking filler. Yeah. It ain't gotta be it ain't gotta be eleven five star matches in the fucking Tokyo Dome. It really fucking doesn't. Honestly? Even the women's world title match is a perfect like in between because sure. that's more about that's more about Tony Storm's character. A hundred percent. I'm going to take Swerve just because I I he's going to be the AW World Champion sooner rather than later. <laughs> and for those of you at home that are like, oh my god, I'm so I'm so mad he didn't win the Continental Classic, and I'm going to get there in a minute when we talk about that match, um, he didn't need to fucking win it. This is exactly what needed to happen for Swerve to do what Swerve is going to do next. Because if he wins the Continental Classic, then he's stuck carrying that triple crown fucking title. Pass. Yep. It's the same thing as Cody not finishing the story and then being like, oh, they should have put the World Heavyweight title on him. What, so he can carry around the consolation trophy for the next six months? Pass. Uh, 
Anyone else? Anyone think Swerve. Keith Lee? There's no like. Sorry, Keith Lee. You're in this match because Swerve needed to be on the pay per view. You're losing. Joseph. Yeah, obviously Swerve. Swerve when I drive. All right, say less. Uh, other match that I don't care about from a singles perspective: uh, Miro taking on Andrade with Miro's uh, flexible, sexy hot wife CJ in Andrade's corner. Um, yeah, I don't care. Um, I I think we're gonna get a Miro win because Lana's gonna turn on Andrade and go with Miro. Sure. But who cares? Works for me. <clears throat> My pick? Yeah. I'm standing with the man named Miro. Woo! So that just happened. In the finals of the AEW Continental Classic for the inaugural Triple Crown Championship of the Ring of Honor World Championship, the New Japan Strong Openweight Championship, and the inaugural AEW Continental Championship. It I is hate the- it. I hate all of it. All of it. I hate that there's a new title. I hate that they're trying to combine the Ring of Honor title with a non-important New Japan title. I hate all of it. Eddie Kingston versus John Moxley, Joe. Fucking take a shit on all of it. I hate it. I guess Eddie Kingston, but really, like, go fuck yourself with this match. Tony Khan. I I hope it's Kingston. I I, I also hate that we we have another fucking title in this company. That it's and it's combined with a ring. It's a combined Ring of Honor title, which I want you to separate the two. Really separate the two, anyway. And it's a new Japan. Like, uh, yeah, I'm with I, I'm with Joe. I hate all. Of like, like it's a joke at this point. Like, honestly, I'm expecting segments in AEW to basically be like people walking up to each other and being like, "Oh, you don't have a title? How lame are you?" <laughs> Alright. Guess I'm the one that's gonna have to fucking do this because well guess that's what I do today. For some reason I woke up today and I chose to defend Tony Khan. Not feeling well if this is my last show ever that I do. This is the last show I ever do with you guys. It's been an honor, it's been a joy, it's been a privilege. Um really fucking weird. Okay, what are you making Uh, amends? Like what what are you telling us? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Um I don't hate this i don't hate the continental classic i don't hate them creating a triple crown title because i'm hoping that this gets used to have whomever wins the title eddie kingston john moxley be involved more in new japan shows and be involved more and be around to defend that title in multiple places. Because at this point, it gets those people on TV. But also with Eddie defending or John defending the titles, you may see more guys that wrestle in New Japan regularly making appearances to fight for these titles. 
And sure, they may be one-offs. And sure, it may be anything else. My only issue with this is inevitably when this title breaks up because New Japan is going to want the strong openweight title back. And the Ring of Honor title is inevitably not going to be held by the same guy that holds the Continental Championship. These three titles are going to go from being a triple crown to being their own separate fucking entities. It's unnecessary to have another title in T- in AEW unless you're going to unify it with something else. Because well, that's the thing, too. Like, if we... Okay, we can make a whole topic out of this, but, like, what even is the hierarchy of championships in AEW at this point? Like, obviously, you got your world title, but, like, are you... like? Are, we could sit here and debate whether or not the TNT title means more than the international title or whatever the fuck Orange Cassidy has, and if that means more than the continental title, and, I mean, like, whatever the fuck. Like, why? Like, they all mean the same thing. They all mean the same thing, so they all mean nothing. I would, I would say, just quickly, world title, TNT title, international title continental championship because i think inevitably the international title and the continental title will be unified together to make like a a, a, like a different name for that belt inevitably when the triple crown gets broken up so okay but now so right now though would you not weigh the continental title above the international considering it's part of a triple crown I didn't not even put. I didn't even put all the Ring of Honor titles into this hierarchy. Well, unfortunately, I wouldn't because of how you worded the introduction when I started talking about the match. Fair. The Ring of Honor title and a meaningless New Japan title. Valid. You're I mean, telling. I'm, I'm agreeing me, with myself. Let's say you're telling me that you could give less than one fuck about the New Japan title. Yes. And the Ring of Honor World title is just an extension of an AEW title belt already. Yes. It's not like it's not like Ring of Honor is its own standalone company like me and Jim have been begging for for the last six months, but I digress. When you look at it from that perspective, it's like, oh cool. They're just making their own titles. They're just making more of their own titles. They're just whatever. It is what it is. Inevitably, the problem that I have is not the fact that this is what they're coming with. The problem that I have is that when these titles get broken up and it's no longer the Triple Crown, what are you going to do with the Continental Championship belt? Are you unifying it with something or another fucking title belt sitting around? You got to unify it. You got to unify it with the international title, like you said. Which, which is what you should do. So I'll, I'll pass judgment on that until that time comes, which is why I'm, I'm not defending Tony, but I'm defending Tony. So... If I if I ever bought AEW, the first thing I would do is unify everything into the world title, including the women's belts. I would keep the TNT title, just because I think that you're on. Well, yeah, I I have no problem with like quote unquote secondary titles, but when you have thirty seven, thirty of them, that that's where it becomes an issue. Um. All right, let's talk about the actual match now that we've shit on and not shit. On Tony Khan, John Moxley defeated uh, 
Swerve and Switchblade Jay White to get to the finals. He'll take on Eddie Kingston, who defeated Brian Danielson. Um, any person on this earth that didn't think that Eddie Kingston was getting to the finals after Eddie decided to put the New Japan Strong and the Ring of Honor World title on the line in this fucking tournament does not fucking get it. He may not walk out of World's End with all three belts, but it's kind of stupid for the guy who put his titles on the line to not make the finals. Right. Because then at that point, we're now saying, Eddie Kingston, you're a moron. The only thing I'll say, though, is with the I didn't watch a ton of AEW TV in the last month, but what I did watch, there was like no focus on Eddie Kingston whatsoever. Because he started the tournament like 0-3. But, like, that's dumb. I mean, uh, to be fair with you, I, if I wouldn't have even put Eddie Kingston in this tournament. I mean, valid, yes. Because at this point, you're making it where, here's the deal. Again, this has to be a tell. Um, look who he's fighting. A guy who's wrestled in New Japan countless times. You don't think New Japan didn't have a hand in saying, okay, I want this guy to win because he's going to win the New Japan Strong Openweight title. It's got to be someone that New Japan wants. Mox has wrestled there. It's wrestling at Wrestle Kingdom. Eddie Kingston has been the strong champion for the last three or four months. Like, Tony Khan could have looked at him and said, hey, you know, uh, Eddie Kingston. Okay, he's the champion. He's going to get to the finals. Uh, hey, uh, New Japan, I want to put Roosh in the finals. Yeah, Roosh doesn't really feel what we're trying to do right now. Let's go with somebody else. Andrade. Yeah, it doesn't really feel what we're trying to do right now. Let's go with somebody else. How about John Moxley? Yeah, that guy works. Because either one of them can walk out and they've been on New Japan shows in the last three months, four months. Like, you're booking a title that's involved in another company. Like, you don't think New Japan doesn't have a say in who Eddie Kingston drops that title to? Or who, who takes it from Eddie? Like, they have to have a say in it. Like, there's no way they're going to be like, yeah, you know, we're cool with you uh, giving the strong title to uh, generic Jack Perry. Or, or, or like, oh, you know, AEW and New Japan have heat because they decided to have Eddie Kingston lose the title to, uh, you know, insert random job, uh, fucking Angelo Parker on an episode of fucking Rampage. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if you didn't think Eddie Kingston was getting the finals, I think you were living under a rock. I mean, honestly, John Moxley makes a shit ton of sense here because of prior history in uh, New Japan. Um, I, I don't think that Kingston should lose. I think Kingston should win it. But I wouldn't be surprised if John Moxley walks out with the titles. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it's AEW. I'll never be surprised if John Moxley wins the title. That's, that's why I'm saying it. That's it's, it's one of those things where, uh, what is it? Uh, Hogan must pose. Rhodes must pose. Uh, fucking Moxley must leave with belts. Right. I. It, I mean, it's kind of. <laughs> what, 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 what we've come to. 
Yeah, I mean, is it even a championship in AEW if Moxley hasn't held it? I mean, he hasn't held the tag titles, has he? Uh, yeah, when he was women's champion. Mm. Oh, so he was the one that ended Jade Cargill's that bitch strong. Yeah, that match was a classic. I couldn't believe that she took that spot with a stapler. Facts, that tracks. Uh, do either of you have a formal pick in this match? Uh, well, I'm, 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 should win. I'm picking so Kingston. I, I want Kingston, so I'll pick Kingston. Okay. Uh, and Oh, sorry. No disqualification match for the TNT Championship. Christian Cage versus Adam Copeland. The one match that actually kind of sells me on this pay-per-view. Um, I want I want Copeland to win, so I want to pick Adam Copeland. I like your whole manifesting shit deal. Like Christian will probably win. And it's probably the right choice, but I want Adam Copeland to win. Joseph? I actually think Adam winning is most likely, especially since Christian won their first battle on TV a couple of weeks ago. So, yeah, give me Edge. Uh, I'm going to take Adam because I've already picked generic Jack Perry to win the TNT Battle Royal. Um, yeah. What if his new name is literally like Real Glass Jack Perry? And Dude, he comes no, out no, 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 I got it. I got it. What? His He comes out with a piece of glass. With that has a straight edge. Straight edge, Jack Perry. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'd rather come out in a red polo and try to sell me a new fucking windshield. Or, uh, State Farm Jack Perry? Or just, or like one that has like broken edges and be like, you know. Broken edges or or a crack or a cr- crack cr- glass Jack Perry cr- crooked edge, but no, but see, like you got to do the edge because like okay, because of like you know because of punk is straight edge. We know punk straight edge. Did y'all ever watch Will and Grace back in the day? What if he's just Jack Perry? <laughs> I hope he's just not on my television. But I, I wish going to be on my TV. Uh, last but certainly not least, and I know this is where we're going to go into a diet tribe or two, um, for the All Elite Wrestling World Championship, it is the champion Maxwell Jacob Friedman taking on the challenger and business associate of the devil, uh, Samoa Joe. Um, can I just interject one thing here? Hmm. Spoiler alert, we'll save my topic for next week. Yeah, I was I was thinking the same thing. It'll still be fitting. Yeah, yeah, cuz yeah. we're going to we'll do the awards, we'll do the awards and we'll do uh the the predictions, yeah. 
I think it's a good. Uh, I think it's a good good show next week. All right. So if those of you at home that were waiting for the predictions, uh, this is where you'll turn off the episode. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Uh, uh, all right. Uh, let's start. Let, let, I guess let's start with the match, and then yeah. we'll, we'll off into the tangent from there. Um, Samoa I, I, Joe wins. Like. It, it has to be Joe, right? I'm pretty sure Max is hurt. Like, doesn't Max need some tore, time he, off to, like, heal? Max is, like, super hurt. He tore the labrum in his shoulder. That's why he was wearing that fucking... Yeah, he's, he's like, big... He, he has, like, four injuries right now. Yeah, I feel like this is them writing him out for a little while, especially when if I'm figuring who the devil is, who I think it is, and all that. You know, like, you write him out for a little while, and then... Yeah, like you can revisit it in six months or four months or however long, and it doesn't. Or never, because he signs with WWE. Um, or never, exactly. But like, it it has to be Joe, right? Like, just based on on the ending of the of Dynamite last night with the the the, the tag titles and Joe's an associate of the devil and all like. You're gonna so you're, you're gonna fucking castrate Joe if he doesn't win this belt. I, I was gonna say, remember in WWE when Joe challenged for the world title a couple of times, and like by the third time when he didn't win it, it was kind of like, all right, some Samoa Joe's just never gonna be world champion in WWE. Heard kind of like Nakamura at this point too. Right, sadly. It, yeah, they would be doing the same thing to Joe. You can't. It's got to be I, Joe. I don't see it. For me, it's got to be Joe. Does the devil cost Maxwell the match, or does Joe straight up beat him? I think the devil costs him. Like he distracts him, or or they distract him somehow. Yeah, I, I think the devil's involved with with the finish, like. Joe, yeah, um, uh, Max gets distracted or something, and Joe can get him in the the submission or hit him with the whatever. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I think Joe's leaving Long Island with the title. Let's let's be very apparent there. I guess I was just trying to figure out if it was. Are we doing this with? The devil stuff happening post match, or you know, are we doing it where we're just going to straight up have the devil cost him the, the belt? Um, because I just don't want it to hurt Joe's title win. Plus, with Swerve, everybody's cheering him now, looking more like a face. If Swerve is going to be the next champion after Samoa Joe, heal Samoa Joe, face Swerve Strickland. Sign me up. Um, now I guess the talk is how can it not be Adam Cole or somebody associated with Adam Cole? Oh, it's definitely someone at least associated. You know who I think it should be. Well, give your give your give your story, Joe. Tell tell your. I don't want to take credit for this. It's your. Yeah, I'm curious. It it just occurred to me earlier today when we were talking about it because Adam Cole feels like the obvious answer. Like you said, like too obvious. I don't know. 
I think there's a workaround. I think it would be brilliant. I think the devil should be Britt Baker. We've never seen the devil. There's no reason why. Look, if Alexa Bliss in 2020 and Rhea Ripley in the past year taught us anything, it's that you can have a woman at the head of one of your main storylines involving the men, and it can totally work. And it's something new for Brit to do. It's not just putting her in one of the title scenes. It's something she's incredible on the mic. So she's perfect for leading a group, especially like this potential group who it's like probably all associates of Adam's. And in this scenario, you keep Adam a face. You can actually have Adam kind of side with Max, you know, or be torn for a while and then whatever direction you go in. But Adam doesn't have to be the obvious like, it doesn't have to be the most obvious thing, and it can still make sense. And the truth is, I don't think AEW has the balls to do it. But I think that would be one of the most awesome. Like, you want to get the entire wrestling world talking? Holy shit, Britt Baker is the devil. That's a moment that gets the wrestling world talking. I... I, I... Yeah, I agree with all of that, man. Like the, the again, like you said, WWE has proven um, you can you can make women you can put women right at the front of the show. Um, I, I I don't sadly I don't know if 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 Tony Khan and that writing team have the the balls or the ability, the capability I should say, not the ability because the ability is there. The balls are the capability to, to actually do it. Um, just based on what we've seen for, well, the history of this company. Um, but yeah, I mean, to me, yeah, it would absolutely work. And if and if it's connected to Adam Cole, obviously, right there, duh, like. It, it would work. It would work brilliantly. I don't know. It would be. It would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, it would be fantastic. Again, I. I just. Man, I don't. I don't know if they. I don't know if they have the fucking rocks to do it. That's the sad part. I. I would venture to say they do not. To be perfectly honest. Yeah. Sadly. Is. Is there a world where this can be anyone? that isn't related to Adam Cole and it's not detrimental. I just don't know who it could be. Cause like Wardlow's probably one of the henchmen. He doesn't make sense to be the devil. Same thing with Kyle O'Reilly. Same thing with Matt Taven and fucking <laughs> Mike you know, Bennett. like, like honestly, there's no one. Like, Roderick Strong would be a real cop-out. What if, okay, and, and stay with me here. What if people start to unmask and it's not Britt Baker? We get Bennett and Taven with the Ring of Honor tag titles. We get O'Reilly. We get Roderick Strong. Thank you. What if the devil unmasked, and this name just, just randomly 
because I'm watching the the Roku channel of Impact Wrestling, and this guy's wrestling right now, and he's no longer part of the Impact Wrestling roster, or now TNA as we're entering 2024. What if the devil's Sammy Callahan? I don't think enough people know who he is for that to hit. Like, I think it's got to be someone either already in AEW or Dolph Ziggler. You know, like, it's got to be someone that people are like, yep, I know this person. I mean, it certainly could be Sammy. Um, I think. I mean, if, if I there's someone gonna. If there's somebody that's going to miss on this devil reveal, it's going to be Tony Tony Khan. That's why I don't rule out Sammy Callahan. I think it'd be more likely Bully fucking Ray before it'd be like Sammy Callahan. I, I know that they have a at least communication because of the stuff that happened at Wrestle Revolver. With the continuation of the Swerve feud leading into the match the next night with, with Adam Page. The having Athena and Billy Starks wrestle Rhea Ripley or uh, Ronda Rousey and uh, Marina Shafir. You know, like, it's one of those things where they've had an interaction in the last couple months where it's like, it wouldn't surprise me if this is where this is going. And, you know, oh, Adam, uh, Sammy Callahan reveals himself to be the devil. And Adam Cole is adamantly against it and in reality it was adam cole's idea all the time sammy callahan just played the role of the devil because adam couldn't be there because he was hurt like this is just one of those things where it's like and, and what made me think about that is the tweet the day where tony khan was like it looks like it could come to clarification on sunday so somebody may reveal themselves to be the devil and they may not be the devil. Mm, okay. Again, I I purpose wholeheartedly, I think I'm wrong. I think it's going to be Adam Cole. I think it's going to be somebody associated with Adam Cole, whether it's Britt Baker or Adam Cole. I think it's going to be one of them. Let's be very I'm I'm still going to go back to my my off the off the wall prediction from or the hypothesis from when this whole thing started. And and okay. I I wanted to be Tony Khan. <laughs> I love the fact that Joe just said Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> I love that. So <laughs> you know, if, if Kenny Omega wasn't out injured, I would I would be like, is it the whole fucking elite? But like, I want it to be Tony. Okay, so hold on. What if this is just, hear me out. Bennett and Taven make too much sense. Roderick Strong makes too much sense. Cole or Britt makes too much sense. What if this is Wardlow, Dolph Ziggler, Sammy Callahan, Kyle O'Reilly, Mufasa Ali, and it's Tony Khan. Did you call as him Mufasa? Yeah, he did. Okay, let's make sure I heard that right. Yeah, he. Oh liked my god. Him. You, have you ever heard of the sex move, The Lion King? Nope. It's when you come on your hand and then rub it on their forehead. Like like Rafiki with, with Simba. Oh, it's the Simba. It's the Simba. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's one of those ones that has multiple names. Yeah. 
I've never done it. I think my wife would stab me in my sleep. <laughs> Respect. Sorry, I heard Mufasa. I got lost. <laughs> <You're> just... <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, I say if I do that to her, then I have to pick. Yeah. Exactly. So, if Tony Khan's playing the role of the devil, Wardlow's a henchman. Right, he needs he needs bodies. Correct, and he needs bodies that make sense. Go back to when they took Adam Page out. And they did that big move where they did the, 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 the power bomb on the car. Okay. Now I'm gonna say this and it, it, it just hit me as I'm starting to talk this out, and like I don't wanna let the emotions come out. Um that move was the finishing maneuver of Eric Redbeard and Brody Lee when they were the Bludgeon Brothers. Oh shit, okay. That was the move that they hit. So did what if Dark Order? No, I'm saying, what if it's Eric Redbeard and Wardlow? What if it's, you know, the new Ring of Honor tag champions are, you know, Dolph Ziggler and Mustafa Ali? So you have Tony trying to rid all elite wrestling of the problem childs that they've had from the very beginning the elite, the Maxwell Jacob Friedmans of the world. And his his crew is now Redbeard, Wardlow, Ziggler, Mustafa, Jack Perry, and somebody else. You know, and now you have him. Now, oh, look, Matt and Nick Jackson come back. Kenny comes back healthy. Jericho and Sammy the guys that are trying to bring all elite wrestling back to what it was when it started going up against these new pieces that Tony Khan has brought in for his vision of all elite, because it wasn't his vision that started all of this. It was Kenny. It was Cody. It was the bucks. It was hangman. And on December 30th, all elite wrestling, as we know it, it world's, End. Okay. I mean, yeah. I'm not trying to steal your thunder here, Jim. No, I kind of, I like it. But it almost, if I had the pen, I think that's the route I would go here. Yeah, because I mean, there has to be a reason. We named it World's End for some reason. Why is that? What world is ending? The world of all elite wrestling being ran by the elite. Yeah, no, that's a good point. We've taken them all out. We've taken the Bucks out. They're not they're not on the show. We literally laid out Adam Hangman Page. Kenny and, is out. And they come out and they have baseball bats and they spray paint their team name in black on the back of of MJF. And it's the it's the NEW, the No Elite Wrestling. That's their team name. 
And then now you have All Elite Wrestling on Wednesday nights, and you have uh, NEW on Saturday nights on Collision, and we have... Because it's, it's a whole new world. Buddy, I, I mean... If this ends with Tony Khan on a fucking magic carpet, I'm not mad at it. All right, all right, Mufasa. <laughs> Whatever the fuck you say, Lion King. I'm just saying, if if there's a if there's something that you could take out of this to make it not Adam Cole, not Britt Baker, not any of the most logical answers to the to the equation. If this Tony Khan is is saying that he's getting rid of the cancer that's been in all elite wrestling with a lethal injection of, of poison as he turns around in the chair it says NEW after he takes the mask off, I'm not gonna be upset with it. There's only one other person it could possibly be, and he is a recent free agent. Shane McMahon? No, close. It's it's Pencil Mustache McMahon. It's the evilest form of Vince. Horrible human being. He comes out and he's like, it was me, Maxwell. It was me the whole time. <laughs> oh my God. What if his promo is... Oh my God. What if during the promo he announces, there was never going to be a contract battle in 2024. I never wanted you. <laughs> and then he goes in the back he sexually assaults some of the female wrestlers a couple of people sign some NSAs and then they, we move on with our lives I mean they are the kings of, of an NSA is that what it is is that a security agency I don't know the NSA is the national security agency I believe so what do they sign NDAs they it's an I mean, NDA Joe no, no, Joe doesn't like NDAs. Joe hates that abbreviation. He thinks it means no dicks allowed. Oh. Yeah, no, I'm not a fan of that. That's why he, that's why he called it NSA, because he was like, nope. They saw, look, they signed a couple of NWAs, and we move on. Is one of them named Swerve? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, they're already the kings of, of NDAs, because literally, they got... Phil from Chicago and Ace Steel to sign a couple. The only person that didn't sign one in that locker room was Ace Steel's wife. The podcast billing for her is going to be amazing. It's a huge deal. Roof. Um, no, I, I, I think. I mean, I think logically, I, I don't think we get to Tony Khan. I think it'd probably be awesome not. It's a, that's a, that's a pipe dream. I think, I think we end up getting. Britt Baker, or so, yeah, it's got to be somebody Adam Cole related, like correct. Um, I guess I think my bigger question here: Who are the Ring of Honor Tag Champions? Um, I mean, I mean Bennett, Bennett and Taven are just too obvious, right? How many members are there of the Blackpool Combat Club? Four. How many Devil's Henchmen have there been? Undisclosed, because I really have no fucking. Well, because like we don't we don't know if it's the same two or the same th like 
or if it's a bunch most, of them. I think, I think the most I've seen is four and the devil. So it could be all of the Blackpool Combat Club and just some new leader. I'm I mean, hungry. I mean, it could be. I don't know that that would make a ton of sense. It's AEW. We're not making sense. That's We're selling true. towns. But for it to be involved, like, here's the thing. You don't think that John Moxley, Brian Danielson, and Claudio Castagnoli don't want to be wrestling for the world title? You know, they, as guys who are submission yeah. wrestlers, they wouldn't want to pick apart an injured MJF. Why would they take whatever business proposition or money that Samoa Joe offered them? You know, if, if there's someone that's like, hey, you know, if – you know, you help me out here. Uh, I'll do this, this, or this, or I'll sign a long-term contract with you. Pleasure doing business with you. What was the business? Did Samoa Joe just basically sign his life away to be AEW world champion and sign a lifetime contract in AEW with Tony Khan? Did he buy Britt Baker a brand new uh, dentistry office in somewhere in the upper north side of Pittsburgh? I mean, what business was done here? Because... If it's somebody like Adam, if it's Adam Cole and he's medically cleared, you don't think Adam Cole doesn't want to be the world champion? You're not making a business proposition with a guy who's then going to be a harder out for you to beat for the world title. Like, I, I, I almost want it to be a businessman. I almost want it to be a, a Tony Khan, uh, you know, a group led by, you know, I hate him with a fucking fiery passion, Don Callis. I hate fucking, you know, it, it, it's, I almost want it to be a new figure. I mean, Dolph Ziggler as like. If it's the fucking Don Callis family, I'm going to take a shit. They have their own guy that does that. They don't need your help. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I just, I'm just saying, I think, I do think it's going to be Adam Cole or Britt Baker. And I think this has been a fun rambling of other things that it could be, but I don't necessarily know that, that the energy matches what it's going to be. Yeah. Is there another manager available in pro wrestling right now that could be the devil? Mm, no. Um, that like would matter. That yeah, like, it's I not don't, totally I don't Hathaway. Think. I mean, I don't think, I don't think there's one that matters personally. Right. Yeah. I kind of feel the same. I mean, it'd be different if, like, Prince Nana wasn't involved with Swerve. Or if, yeah. like, Paul Heyman was a free agent. Correct. Right. Or Shane McMahon. You know, something like that. Like, he's a businessman. I it mean, could totally be Shane McMahon, for the record. It could be. Isn't Stephanie also a free agent? Technically. Are there no, like, blood McMahons in the WWE at the moment? I mean, Vince still has stock. Yeah. So, I mean, he still has some. I don't think it's enough to make a valiant effort at, like, changing signings and shit like that, but I think he does have some 
skin left in the game. You know, so. All right, that's been World's End. Uh, hopefully, Saturday, if you're watching the show, uh, you enjoy it. We'll probably discuss it at length uh, before we do awards because we're going to know who the devil is, according to Tony Connor. We could. But we're going to have more questions, and we're going to see there. We're going to shit on Tony Khan not giving us who the devil is at the end of the show. I mean, either way, I'm going to go back to hating Tony Khan. The world's going to keep spinning. It's 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 going to be a day. It's going to be 2024. So, uh, all right, wrestlers of the week for the last time in 2023. Uh, I will send you guys the list, obviously, for the wrestlers of the month stuff uh, tonight. I will also send you guys the categories for the awards. Top three for all of them, like we did last year. I'll do the scoring. We'll go from there. We'll have the fun on next week's show, and we'll also do Joe's predictions. So uh, with that, Jim, I will give you uh, the last first pick of 2023. Give me uh, Tanahashi, man, announced as the, what, new, like, creative president president and creative director or some bullshit of uh new japan man that's a that's a big deal uh for him i agree joseph uh give me john moxley all right i will take uh the other low-hanging fruit here i'll take the war king give me eddie kingston Jim. I'll take a man had his first match back in WWE in over a decade. Man, that fucking it's clobbering time pop from MSG on December the 26th. Real fucking good. Real fucking good. That man looks like he is having the time of his life mm-hmm. in the last month. And he's never felt that way before. Since coming back, man. Joseph. Give me, <laughs> have fun scoring this one. Give me the new ROH Tag Team Champions. I don't fucking know, and whoever the fuck that is. The Devil's Masked Men? Yeah. I just put the Devil's Henchmen, and it'll just literally be Devil 1 and Devil 2 for mm-hmm. points. Um, Volano 8 and Volano 9? Probably. Probably got a better shot. Um... There wasn't a lot you know of wrestling this week. You know, I'm gonna go to NXT. Um, I know the Mac. I know it was uh, was taped, but uh, Eddie Thorpe Eddie Thorpe beat DiJack in a un- Raw Underground NXT Underground match. Um, Wait, was I'll, there really I'll, an I'll, NXT Underground? They had it. They, they they just took the ropes down and literally oh, did nice. like a like a like a Raw Underground match. Nice. That show itself actually looked fairly decent. Um, Basically, it was Noam Dar retained the Heritage Cup. They got to the finals of the men's breakout tournament. Um, two random guys with script that I've never seen before called Out of the Mud defeated Chase U in an all-or-nothing match. You know, Ron Breaker beat Nathan Fraser, Fraser in a decent match, and Eddie Thorpe and Dijak went 15 minutes in an underground match. So, not a shabby way to end the year. But, yeah. So, that's the final wrestlers of the week for the year of 2023. Um, it's been weird. Um, Joe, you got you got anything you want to 
talk about before we wrap this bitch up? No. I mean, Happy New Year and shit. Like, be safe. Uh, remember, over the limit, under arrest. And click it or ticket. And um, drive high, get a DUI. All of these are important. Like, just be careful. Wrap That's it before it, wrap it before you tap it. Yeah, I don't really worry about that. I'm not getting anybody pregnant. Like, oh, you know, I was, you know, earlier when you were like, "Wow, like good for you," like twice in a day. So you know, a few, a few about maybe like earlier this year, the the Red Cross changed its requirements for gay men to donate blood. It used to be that you could not donate blood if you had had sex with a, a same-sex partner, male specifically, within the last three months, which if I've ever gone three months without having sex, like, just shoot me. And they've now changed it, and it's now that you can donate blood as long as you haven't had sex with a same-sex male partner within three days. So I still can't donate blood. But, like, good on them for kind of, like, at least bringing it down some. I guess, so, like, reducing their homophobia. Yeah, good on the yeah, Red Cross. Yeah, like, I guess, like, if my boyfriend goes away for a week, I guess I could donate blood, possibly. It like, depends on, it depends on some things. Like, it's just, like, it's just such a weird, it's such a weird logic piece for, for the Red Cross. They're like, we need blood. And it's like, oh, you straight people, you can be as hoary as possible. Yeah. Like, go ahead. Throw your seed wherever anybody will catch it, as long as it's not in the same sex as you. But like, yes. hey, gay dude, you've had what the same partner for twenty five years. You've been and you've been both have been monogamous with each other. No, we don't That's want rare. your blood. Like, we don't need your blood. Like, what? What are we doing? Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah, exactly. So anyway, yada yada yada. I'll probably never donate blood in my life. Well, that that's fair. I won't because I I don't like needles, so it, it is. There's that too. It's you know, so that that's that that's what it is for me. Um, but uh, yeah, no, happy new year, everybody. Uh, you can get me at Big Jim Sports. I just like retooled my link tree over there, so there's like it's there's less confusion. It's basically just like, hey, here's three CT. Here's Huddle Up Podcast. Here's discussions with a nobody. Go listen. And, and subscribe and all that. So um, I do. I do want to say um, this week's the, the the live show, the three CT that, that aired tonight, um, is is a, a different one for us. Uh, we had guests for the first time in a while. Um, we had we had Chris Dreisbach, who does a lot of work um, here in Central PA, where I live, um, for um, like people in recovery, for addiction, stuff like that. Like he he does a lot of work. Uh, to help people out. And we had Shannon Moore on, you know, from like Three Count and WWE and TNA Wrestling. And um, and we talked to him about his career, but they've been doing these uh, Night of Recovery events um, where Shannon Moore and uh, Fandango, Dirty Dango, and uh, Jesus Rodriguez, um, they they kind of tell their story and, and their journey through life and journey through recovery and stuff like that. So... Um, there's, there's, uh, check out the episode, but also you can, you can watch one of these, uh, from Lancaster PA, the night of recovery. Um, if you go to night of So, so go check that out. 
Uh, it's only a couple of bucks on Amazon Prime Video. Um, and uh, really support what, what these guys are doing because it is a, it is a really important cause. Um, and they're, they're hoping to do bigger and better things in 2024. So um, I'm very proud of the episode we did tonight. Um, so uh, check that out as well. But uh, yeah, Happy New Year, boys. Yeah, um, I, I will say this as we put a bow on the year that was uh, 2023. A year that started out very confusing, especially for yours truly on a, on a personal on a personal level that's now gone through its courses. And, you know, we stand here at 2023, um, you know, and, and I would be remiss and I don't even know if he's going to hear this and it's fine. Um, you know, we started 2023 as a band of four. Uh, we wrap it as a band of three. Um, we came in a little bit different uh, than where we started the escapades. That was 2023. Um, I mean, Ernest did show up for a couple episodes in 2023. He did. So I, mean, I can't say I can't say that. So it is the, the under hit though. Oh, smashed the fuck <laughs> pay dirt. And that was even if you didn't decide to leave in August. Take it to the pay right. <laughs> Pay me. Um, I Wait, he left the show? I thought he's just been at a Metallica concert all this time. <laughs> but I need, you to check, I need you to check those group messages a little bit more frequently. Yeah, you might want to open one of those like once a week at least. I'm too busy sending TikToks to people. I can't. I don't. I Ain't don't. that? Yeah, we know. We're we're aware, we're all aware, Joe. <laughs> we're aware. Um. So so what I will say is, uh, if anything, this year, um, the takeaways that I have from this year, uh, especially in the professional wrestling uh, landscape, um, it's brought me a bunch of really big positives. Um. Obviously, I got to, to go to L.A. with Joe. I got to experience the West Coast of the United States. Uh, we have a date uh, in April with Philadelphia. Uh, I get to finally meet Jim in person. I get to I get to hang out with the 3CT guys. I get to, to formally meet all those guys in person. Um, you know, and here's the thing. Um, professional wrestling has this weird thing where you find people that you connect with and you latch on to them. Um, it's kind of how I feel with the guys, you know, from 3CT, from you. I've found this group of guys who, you know, and, and the thing is, is they may not like the same style of wrestling as me. They may have different opinions on it. But I've found guys that have the same passion that I do. That's the takeaway that I have from 2023 is I've found an extended part of the family. Can know, I be Can I be honest about my biggest fear? Sure. When I meet Jim in person and his legs are like sticks. That you do not need to worry about that, Joe. I just like, I'm just so used to just seeing you from the waist up, like kind of the titties up. So like, I don't know, like it's going to be weird to me when there's just like a whole rest of your yeah, body. Yeah, no, there's a, there's a large person attached to this body, but you do not have to worry are about me tall? having. He's what? like six four. Yeah, I'm like six three. Oh my god, you're like a foot taller than me. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big I, I'm a big boy. They don't call me Big Jim like ironically. I legitimately am more worried about you halfway through the trip being like, man, we really need to rush somewhere and picking Joe up and putting him in like your coat pocket. Yeah, yeah. Like we don't want him to get lost convenient. in the crowd, you know. Um but yeah, no, there's you do not have to worry you do not have to worry about any little chicken legs on old Big Jim, all right? 
<laughs> I thought you were shaped like Big Bird. Yeah, no, no, that's I am not built like Big Bird. Yeah, so you know what what I say here is if you're a wrestling fan, um, and and, and this is where I r- will wrap it up. If you're a wrestling fan and you enjoy professional wrestling, buy the ticket, take the trip, enjoy the stuff, enjoy the enjoy the shows, have the conversations, meet the people that you never know. Bye, Joe. Bye, Joe. You know, meet the people that you never know will change your life. You know, we, we've started this trip. Uh, we've lost one acro- along the way, but, you know, we keep trugging along because there's something about this dumb world of professional wrestling that just keeps us coming back for more. You're not kidding. Um, I will wrap it up with saying you can follow the show on Twitter at Take the Number Three Wrestling. You can follow me at They Call Me Burn. Guys, it's been an excellent 2023. We love every one of you. We look forward to 2024. We look forward to keep doing this thing that we call the Take 3 Wrestling Podcast. Until then, for Joe, for Jim, and for the departed Ernest DJ Christian, we say thank you, we love you, and Happy New Year.